Friday is here again. Didn't we just have one of those? It's Dawn and Stephen. We're so glad you're here. Hopefully with a coffee in hand. Now go and get your Bible as soon we'll be heading to the Word of God. Up next is the Devo. And if you want to get your hands on that, just text 800-555-7898. Oh, yes, do that. We're going to get into God's Word here in just a few moments. But I always feel like if we run a best of, that we've missed so much life together. So check in, 800-555-7898. The same number to get the Devo is the number to check in and let us know how you doing, how you doing. Doing all right. How are you doing? (laughs) I'll be right under here taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. You uh, a little tired today? I think we've been at the NRB, National Religious Broadcasters Conference, and uh, Tuesday and Wednesday we did the show. Then we hopped over there for meetings and all the things. Then yesterday we ran a best of. We were also part of an event that Moody Radio had yesterday afternoon to honor Dr. Gary Chapman, which was super cool. That was cool. Oh, my goodness. 30 years plus ministry. He's not done yet. But just to say, Lord, thank you for this man's life and his faithfulness to you. That was a treat to be able to sit there and listen to Chris Fabry, which I didn't even get to say hey to Chris. Yeah. Did you? I got like three seconds. You did. And then I meant to try and circle back around Mm -hmm. and talk to him again. But he was surrounded by so many people. Sure. "Eh, Next time. Right, right, right. Chris, we love you. Keep up the good work. Yet I did not get to say hello in person anyway, but did get to say hello in person to several folks that were there. And a lot of folks come in from out of town for this Who event. didn't you say hi to? I, you know I think what that might hilarious. be a shorter <laughs> list than all the people you did greet over the past three days. Yesterday, I have to, this is so funny to me. Yesterday, you needed to get back to real life outside of NRB because you had something that I want to ask you about. Okay. And will in about two minutes. But you, you, I didn't see you much yesterday. And we were kind of standing in the vicinity and you tapped me on the shoulder and you said, hey, I got to go. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. And I just was thinking, oh, well, I kind of want to go. Maybe I'll walk out with you. And I grabbed my phone to check the time. Your body language and your face were hilarious. It was like, don't even try to walk out of this building with me. So here's the the deal. I read that completely right, didn't I? When you go to a convention with Don (laughs) and you have an appointment that's coming up in five minutes and you're a seven-minute walk away, you're like, okay. If we hustle, we might be able to make this or be a minute late. But she's going to stop and talk to 13 people along the way and be like, hey, wait up, guys. Wait up, guys. I'm like, and and the, what really cracks me up about this, this is what was funny to me. On Wednesday, we were just talking about a mutual friend of ours who, when he's at a place like that, a convention like that, Brian like says, okay, put out the put the walls up, put the distractions aside. I'm going to focus on the people that I'm talking to right here and the project that we're working on and whatever, and we're going to let the other things go. I know there's all sorts of people, right? He's so good at that. He is. And you were just saying how great that was of him to be able to do that. Yes. And I'm like, I am practicing my best Brian this week. I was. Okay. I was was trying to embody the the spirit of Brian. Uh Uh-huh. And you (laughs) were, were... and I was butterfly. not. Well, you have a lot of ground to cover in a short period of time. This is the most concentrated thing I think we've participated 
in ever because of the amount of people that are in from out of town. The ones you only either get to see in a computer or an email, you don't get real life in person, face to face hellos. Yeah, not very often. I I value that so much that if I get 60 seconds, I'm going to take it and then the next 60 seconds, but it does add up. It so does. if you yeah, if you see although did I say wait up? I mean, usually I just try to keep you all, if you were ahead of me, in l- line of sight. As long as I knew which direction we were going, I, <laughs> I could get there. Well, thankfully, you traveled with people who are generally tall. This and is so very we accurate. Could somewhat pick some of us out of the crowd. That's so helpful. And I also have learned through the years because I have little bitty legs that you walk fast. You learn to walk fast. I learned that in college that if I was going to keep up with a normal, gated person that I was going to have to learn to double my steps, but quickly. Yeah. And I try to do that so I can cover as much ground as the person I'm walking with. And, um, but yeah, the, the, you absolutely cracked me up yesterday when you were reading it. <laughs> it was like, don't even think about it, Don. written all over your face. And the, the fact of the matter was I wasn't done. So it was totally fine. I could tell that. Yes. And that's why I'm like, just so you know, <laughs> I'm out. I will see you tomorrow morning. Because you had to get to a testing. You I, I had did. an event, a, an appointment. I, and I did. you made it okay? I, I made it. Made it just fine. Oh, so good. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Right now, though, we're going to head, as we do every morning, to God's Word. This morning, though, heading to the book of Galatians. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about an exchanged life this morning. Let's do that. Galatians 2, verse 20, where Paul is telling us that he has been crucified with Christ. And it is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, how much truth is packed into Galatians 2, 20. The Christian life, it really is an exchanged life. I hope that you and I are operating under that truth. It's Jesus' life for my life. Jesus' life for your life. When Christ takes control, your life, it takes on a dimension that you would never have known apart from him. Here's kind of what I mean. When you're weak, then Christ demonstrates his strength in your life. 2 Corinthians 12 bears this out. And when you face situations that are just really beyond your comprehension, you only have to ask and the infinite wisdom of God is available to you. James 1.5. Now remember, this all starts when we are in relationship with Christ, that exchange of life. So when you're faced with the humanly impossible situation, God, he does the impossible, Luke 18. And when you encounter people, this I think may be one of the hardest things, that are difficult to love, God expresses his unconditional love through you, 1 John 4, 7. So when you're at a loss as to what you should pray for and how you can intercede for someone, the very Spirit of God is going to guide you in prayer, Romans 8, 16. And when Christ takes up residence in your life as a believer, all of the fullness of God is available to you. Ephesians 3.19. It's a marvelous thing. It's freeing to know that God is in control of your life. And and he knows what you're going to become. He knows what you can become. Rather than constantly worrying about what you're going to face, speaking to me this morning, 
Your great challenge is to continually release every area of your life, like hands open and up to the Lord. God, he is in control and we wanna surrender because the temptation is to uh, try to do it by ourselves and only God can do what only God can do. Our assignment, abide in the vine. Allow God to do in us and through us what only he can do, John 15, five, and only God can be God. We may be a little flippant when we joke, okay, I'm gonna be the Holy Spirit to your life and tell you what you need to do, and that is so inaccurate. Allow God to live out his divine life through you because he's the only person who can. This devotional, it's headed to our Facebook page, not there quite yet, but it's going to be there here in just a second. Look for Dawn and Steve in the morning. But if you text the word Devo, 800-555-7898, we'll text you the link to the Blackaby Ministry page and you'll get that Devo for today. And I'm so glad that you're doing that this morning because we need to find out what Hiller was in such an all-fired hurry to get out of the NRB <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Yes, because you, I, it, okay, so it was later in the day, you said, I'm going to only be there for a couple of hours on Thursday, yeah. and you did exactly that, which I expect that of you. When you say something, that is how it's going to go it, within any power that you have to keep your word on something. And yes, yesterday, when it's time for you to go, you kind of was like, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. And I grabbed my phone to see what time it was. At one point in my day, I thought I may try to get back for a class. I also knew, though, that NRB was coming to a close. I wasn't going back on that property today. And if I was going to make some connections that I wanted to, I gave myself the open-endedness because okay. I had already canceled my class, et cetera. So and did you see everybody you wanted to? Um, close. Okay. There were a couple other people I knew were in the area that I did not get to connect with, but mostly I think yes. Good. And so I grabbed my phone, I looked at the time and I thought, well, maybe this would be a good way for me to excuse myself and go on out. <laughs> Your body language is like, nope, peace out. Because you knew that if you tried to exit the building and I was trying to walk with you, you would not make it out on time. <laughs> what was so important, though, that you needed to get out on time? I was trying to get ahead of traffic as best as I could. Mm -hmm. I mean, even as it was, you know, you pull up the little GPS and in the, you're trying to figure out the fastest way to get there. Almost every line around there was red and red for oh, a long yes. time. So mm -hmm. traffic was a mess. But I knew if I waited much longer, I was potentially going to be late for my belt testing. Your belt, belt testing? testing. You had to go try on belts. I yesterday? did. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, we're doing martial arts as a family. Yes. And doing taekwondo, and all four of us had belt testing last night to see if we could go from one color belt up to the next. Sweet. And so the kids, who are several belts ahead of us, because they began this uh, a bunch of months before Susie and I did, they were testing for the green belt, which would be the fourth for them. Oh. We're newbies. Right. We just began in January. So Susie and I last night were testing for our, our second belt, our yellow belt. Nice. So we'll see what happens. Oh, so they don't tell you whether you passed right then uh, and we, there? We don't know right then and there. Although they have this thing where they say, you know, they check you off. Like, are you prepared for belt testing? In other words, they're not just going to let you belt test if they don't think oh. you're going to pass. So I think we did okay. It's like they know the answer to the question before they ask it. Kind of like, you know.
we know that you're capable of of you know making it through. You're you're probably gonna do just fine unless somebody just gets so nervous that their mm, brain mm-hmm. shuts off in the moment. Sure. Unless it's a, one of those situations, like we know you're gonna pass this test. Do the kids go? We're green belt. You're not uh, a little bit. Yeah, like, mom, dad, do you need some help with that? We we can teach you. We can help you. No, your your hands are not quite right. You need to bend the elbow there. Turn your wrist like this. Oh yeah, they're they're working on tweaking, correcting us. Yeah, that's beautiful. When something like that, how much time do you have to spend when you're not in class, like practicing the moves, so that they are more fluid? You know. Honestly, I've not done too much. Not yet. Yeah, not I suspect yet. as you get further up that belt ladder, you're going to have to do that. I would think so because right now, I mean, it's finding that combination of fluidity and power. Sure. Right. And so if you're going to punch hard or do these moves with force, you know, I probably look like really stiff, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I watch these black belts. Mm-hmm. And some of them who have got lots of stripes on their black belts. And I watch them do their moves and their forms and patterns and all these things. And the amount of power they generate while looking so fluid, I, it's really impressive. Oh, wow. You can tell they've been doing this a long time. Excellent. Well, we will look forward to hearing whether you and Susie get your yellow belts and try to catch up with the kids. I'm not sure you can. Until you not, all get to black belt. I know we've been threatening that we're not going to pay for their testing <laughs> and that until we catch up. <laughs> but they just look at us and laugh for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. They'll just take you down. They know. Th- they're, they're a higher belt than you, so they can do that. <laughs> they probably would. And that's one of the funny things is, you know, if you are a higher belt, you're supposed to, the lower belts are supposed to kind of defer to you, give you preferential, whatever. Our kids are higher belts than we are. And yes. so if we're all practicing patterns on the mat, guess who has to get out of the way? <laughs> Mom and dad got to get out of the way. <laughs> Hashtag this. Which is kind of funny. I, <laughs> I know. Love this. I but love this. We're having a great time with it. And, <laughs> That's uh, super. Yeah, last night. It was just kind of fun to do that as a family last night. Yes. And we're glad you're with us on this Friday morning here. And you can call or text even if you have AT&T. Because apparently <laughs> yesterday, a lot of people, especially AT&T, Dude. but other carriers as well, having some trouble with phones. It was terrible. Were, you were one of those who were affected by that? Yes. And when I realized what was going on, well, okay, before I realized what was going on, I'm looking at my phone. I, I woke up yesterday morning and I start, like, you know, my moody radio text and trying to figure out what needs to be done. And and it was just fine. I'm on Wi-Fi. And then I realized, wait a minute, why does my phone say SOS? I That's not okay. Yeah. And then I start try to troubleshoot through the AT&T app, and I can't get anybody to answer the call. The call won't go through to AT&T. There's nothing. Sometimes um, if you have an app that'll say, hey, we're experiencing an outage in your area right now. Yeah. Nothing, nothing like that. And so I didn't realize it was not just my phone until I was able to get on Facebook because of the Wi-Fi connection. And I saw a friend over in Chattanooga, Tennessee, post something about a phone outage and service outage. I went, oh. Oh, okay. This is kind of good news for me because that means it's not my phone. And I went and grabbed Ben's phone and looked and sure enough, SOS status. And I just said, okay, here's the deal. There is some kind of outage for AT&T in particular. Yeah. 
Um, a couple of other carriers had just a, a little bit of outage, according to what I was reading yesterday morning. But overall, like Verizon, T-Mobile, they were fine. Just minorly, minorly affected. Mm, yeah. But AT&T, not so much. About 74,000 people yes. who were uh, reported outages as, um, at a certain point, according to the Down Detector that's which is a correct. website that I saw popping up on a lot of people's feeds yesterday saying that, yeah, this has been an issue. I best, apparently before yesterday, they'd had some uh, sporadic outages during the week, including a temporary 911 outage. Yes. Like that one is kind of scary. Not good. To think about that. But, yeah, so many people affected by that. And so you had texted me mm-hmm. at one point and said, hey, we're impacted by this. Uh, are you? And thankfully... I was not. I'm so glad. So I, I was glad uh, about that. But remember thinking, I hardly ever use my phone as it is other than just check email. So even if I was, I guess I probably would have been okay. Uh, and I was not in a panic, but just making sure that those that might try to get a hold of me because we were out of the studio didn't have any kind of way to connect. I, I let Ben know if you're needing to get a hold of me, I probably will not be able to respond. And I knew Erskine, our friend Erskine, was going to be on property at um, at the NRB. So I texted him because I knew he and uh, his associate, Aaliyah, we were all supposed to connect. Wanted you to know. I, yeah, I just thought this is going to be kind of a mess if you're trying to connect with people. Hey, I'll let you know when I get on property where we can meet. And sure enough, as I got in the driveway to pull out yesterday, all of a sudden the little 5G uh, popped back back up up there. I was like, okay, at least I could stay in touch with the family. Uh, The bottom line for me as a mom and wife is if my family cannot get a hold of me and there is an emergency, that's a problem. Otherwise, people were saying, well, it's going to be safer on the roadways today. Which I think is true. I was just reading a story earlier this morning about the fact that During COVID, the use of cell phones in cars and people doing things on their cell phones jumped pretty dramatically between 2020 and 2022. Now that COVID, as people have said, have pretty much run its course and that's in the rearview mirror, people are still on their cell phones just as much as they were during the COVID thing. It's not like as the roads got busier again, people began to put their phone down a little bit. Like they got used to using their phone in the car when the roadways were maybe not quite as busy and they're continuing those same habits and patterns. And there's all sorts of data out there that says uh, it's not going a good direction. No. And pedestrian. I mean, the fatalities of pedestrian pedestrian deaths are so increased because of all this. And I don't know what it's going to take to get folks to realize that while you're in the vehicle, Don't be messing with the phone. I look at people driving all the time and their heads are down. I'm watching them come up behind me and they're looking at their phone. I'm like, hey, 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 look up. That's my bumper. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It it is. What text is worth that? Yeah. And yet as many times as we say that and as many times as we'll even agree with that, a lot of us are going to continue to do what we want to do. It is the flesh, isn't it? Yep. It is the flesh. Fighting the flesh and holding on to what the Lord has called us to. That tension, that is so strong and so real, and yet the Lord continues to call us to himself. Yeah, I know Susie is excellent at making 
wonderful banana bread. And I'm curious if you brought me any today. No, in fact, I'm kind of kicking myself because she made banana bread yesterday. And it was hot and fresh out of the oven. Feel it in the air. With blueberries (gasps) in it. So good. Oh, never have I ever. you've never had blueberries and banana bread, man, I would highly recommend that. It's really good. I would love to try it. Now, did I remember to grab some this morning? No. Did I have some last night? (laughs) That was my celebratory after the belt testing that we had yesterday. I see. Got back home and I'm like, oh, yeah. Breaking into that thing for sure. Wow, that sounds so yum. And it's National Banana Bread Day. It is. And that's, and you didn't, no. 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 I I didn't realize it was National (laughs) Banana Bread Day until I got in here today. I brought y'all sourdough. You did? Uh huh. No, I mean, not today. I have in the past. I got so excited there for a second. home to make sourdough bread. <laughs> say, when did you do that? No, right. right. No. Matter of fact, Little Miss comes up to me yesterday, last night, and she says, hey, Mama, we're out of bread. And I said, I know, baby girl, but I, do, I, they I have don't stores. have time. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no store can have this bread. And so I told her, I said, go feed the mother, and then tomorrow I'll start a new loaf. Okay. But you won't have it till Saturday. You have to and explain that like... because out of context, that's, that's just a funny line. That's like, hook me up with some food, my daughter. <laughs> my sweet mama. She would probably chuckle at that. Yeah, so you have a starter. For, if you're going to do sourdough, you have a starter in a jar, and it breathes, and you have to feed it, and you just feed it flour and water okay. to keep it doing what it does to keep that fermentation that's what makes the sourdough sourdough. Okay. And it's good for your gut. Fermentation is it's good like for gut your health, gut. Right? Yes. Yeah. And but I have been making this for oh, a couple months now. And if I get a good do, I've had plenty of failures, but I've had some really good successes making this as well. And little bit loves it. She will use it in part of her meal. And so I try to keep a loaf there. Yeah. And yet if if like this week I'm not home because it is a little bit of a time process, not necessarily for you, but just to let it rise. And I have to kind of build that in. Okay, now if I start it, the loaf now, it'll be ready by three o'clock tomorrow. But I told her, I said the earliest you will see sourdough back in our kitchen will be Saturday. Okay, well, you can do that Mm -hmm. and you can make pizza cake. That video that Todd sent us this morning. You're genius, dude. Wow. That looks absolutely amazing. Like for my next birthday, I want a pizza cake side by side with an ice cream cake. And it's like, (laughs) can it get much better than that? I don't think so. I think that's a winner, winner. And this pizza cake is basically you take a springform pan, you take the pizza dough and you cut it in half and you wrap it halfway around. But the overlap is on the exterior of the springform pan. Then you take frozen pizzas that are that 10 inch, 9 inch, and you just layer them up in there. Put sauce and cheese on the top. Pull the the uh, what uh, what do you extra dough? Yes, crust. Uh, yep. I want to say flaps. The there you go. Pull the flaps over. Put more cheese on top. Bake it up on the grill. Oh yeah. In have you ever had pizza heat. on the grill? I think I did it Ooh, it's once. Good, yeah. And it's, yeah, so I just whoever came up with this, people are so clever. Brilliant. I do think it's genius. Yeah. I'm gonna have to try it just for grins. I I think so. I'm tempted. To do that this weekend. I will not because after like a <laughs> yes. week of kind of eating unclean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my body's feeling it. 
Imagine. And so I'm like, okay, it's time to uh, get back and start eating clean again. And that way, like, I will uh, keep my belt testing, my, the martial arts belt testing, and that, Bernie, like what you said this morning, of uh, doing belt testing pretty regularly, several times a year, especially after Thanksgiving. <laughs> I get it, my friend. But that I'm is not. my typical belt testing. I'm going to try and keep it to martial arts, at least for now. We'll see. But pizza cake, that could do it. I could be persuaded with that one.